climate policy. Revolutionize science. One single source of water. Children learn. Like, like the creature comes for Dr. Frankenstein. Welcome to CU Lab Rats, a podcast produced by the University of Colorado Boulder. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it. You're ignorant. They're coming for you, Barbara. Stop it. You're acting like a child. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Repeating this latest bulletin just received moments ago from Cumberland, Maryland, civil defense authorities have told newsmen that murder victims show evidence of having been partially devoured by their murderers. Fifty years ago, the classic zombie film Night of the Living Dead opened in theaters. Horror movies haven't been the same since. In the film, Radiation has caused the dead to rise from their graves and seek out human flesh. The zombies, or ghouls as they're called here, surround the farmhouse where a group of strangers is trying to survive. Director George Romero worked in themes of the day, race, the Cold War, the generation gap, and his treatment of zombies, well, it just won't die. They all, like especially The Walking Dead, comes from the Romero zombie, yes, the shuffler. Um, And yes, that is the seed of everything we've got now zombie wise for sure even the fast zombies they are kind of a response to the slow zombies so you can say they came from Romero just as well that's author and cu boulder english professor stephen graham jones our resident expert on all things gory he knows a scary amount about zombies what not a living dead gave the zombie was flesh eating contagiousness infectiousness and a decomposed form decomposition which are four things the zombie didn't have before that we had been firmly in the voodoo um, zombie era, or what we call the Haitian zombie era, era, which you know starts back in the about 1929 with a guy named William T. Seabrook, his book The Magic Island, and then we got White Zombie, I Walk with the Zombie, all these books and movies about people taking zombie powder and having their brain kind of erased, and they become slaves, automatons. If not for the threat of a lawsuit, Night of the Living Dead might have had a weaker title. The title that they intended for Night of the Living Dead was Night of the Flesh Eaters, but right at the very end of production, when they were wrapping everything up, they got an injunction, or a threat of an injunction from another, you know, corporation entity, something that had already used Flesh Eaters as the title of its movie, and so they changed it at the last moment to Night of the Living Dead, which is kind of crazy. And just like The Living Dead, zombie films kept coming and coming. He took it to Night of Living Dead, then Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Land of the Dead, Survival of the Dead, Diary of the Dead. And the other creator, John Russo, took it to Return of the Living Dead, which was more of a comic way. That's where the brain eating comes in, actually, in 1985, with Return of the Living Dead. Finally, some good old-fashioned brain eating. In the most disturbing scene, a little girl named Karen lies unconscious in the basement. Mom goes to check on her and finds Karen engaged in a little intergenerational ickiness. The mother comes down to find her 10, 12-year-old daughter eating her dead father. And then the daughter rises up and takes a trowel off the wall and comes at the mother. That is essentially um, the younger generation coming for the older generation, which was happening in the late 60s. You know, And all these people shuffling around at the periphery of the light around the house, um, there was a big concern at the time of the youth taken to the streets. And so it was encapsulating and expressing and rendering the fears that were current in 1968 in the late 60s and that went on into the 70s as well. Night of the Living Dead was ahead of its time on race, too, casting Dwayne Jones in the lead role. It puts a black man at the center of it, which I think is amazing. It wasn't written, it was just written for 
whatever best actor came in. It turned out the actor who who auditioned best uh, was a black man. Now, you get the hell down in the cellar. You can be the boss down there. I'm boss up here. It's wonderful to see that happening in 1968. It wasn't just hippies versus establishment in the late 60s. It's also, also the civil rights era, so it was a big statement. Professor Jones says that embedded in this campy, grainy, black and white film is serious social commentary. In, in Night Living Dead, the question you ask at the end of that movie is who, are, who is the monster? And it's not, it's not the zombies, it's us. All right, Vince, hit him in the head, right between the eyes. Because the main main guy gets shot, he he does everything right and he gets shot anyways, and we're we're the monster for sure. Good shot. Okay, he's dead. Let's go get him. That's another one for the fire. Thanks for listening. This is Paul Bake for CU Lab Rats, produced by CU Boulder's Office of Strategic Relations and Communications.